So we may disagree on the importance of Spider-Man, but I know we both love Batman. Do you want to hear my Batman voice? Uh, I mean... Welcome to our genius. That sounded like it hurt. Do you, do you need a second? you need some water? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Let's just get into this anyway, because we should just move away from that. Bat bombs. Are we talking about weapons of the Cape Crusader? What is a bat bomb? Well, I have to disappoint you a little bit. A, Batman's not super real. But two, bat bombs were an experimental World War II weapon developed by, of course, the United States. The bomb consisted of a uh, bomb-shaped casing that they sort of hollowed out all the explosive bits and put in a thousand compartments, each containing a hibernating Mexican free-tailed bat with an adorable, tiny, small, timed incendiary bomb backpack attached. When you say that out loud, it sounds a combination of atrocious and cartoon villain. It's definitely both of those things. So these cases, these bomb cases, would be dropped from a bomber plane at dawn over an unsuspecting city. A parachute would slow the casing down, and the doors would spring open, allowing the bats to fly free. The bats would then roost in attics and buildings and under bridges up to a 40-mile radius. After some time had passed, the incendiaries would go off, starting fires all across the city. As Japanese cities were the target in mind, thinking back to World War II, these weapons would be particularly hard to combat as many buildings used wood and paper in their construction. This is horrifying on too many levels for me to keep track of. It, it really is. So, Stephen, how did this idea ever come to pass? Where did it come from? Well, like many things in our society, we have dentists to blame. Boo! <laughs> uh, a man by the name of Lytle S. Adams, who was a friend of First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, submitted the idea to the government in January 1942, where it was met with approval from the president. Four biological factors worked in favor of this plan. First... Bats occur in large numbers, so if you want some, it's pretty easy to get a hold of a thousand of them. <laughs> Secondly, bats can carry more than their own weight in flight. This meant that strapping tiny explosive backpacks to them was no problem. And as mentioned earlier, bats fly at night and hide during the day, meaning the bomb could be deployed in the cover of darkness. And lastly, bats hibernate. This means the government didn't need to worry about feeding them for long stretches of time. Well, you got to worry about that, that, that budget item, you know. I guess so. By March 1943, a suitable species had been selected. In parallel, a tiny bomb weighing just 17 grams had been developed by Louis Pfizer, the inventor of weaponized napalm. Hmm. The casing outlined in the plans was constructed to hold 1,040 bats. It was envisioned that 10 B-24 bombers flying from Alaska, each carrying 100 shells packed with bomb-carrying bats, could release a staggering 1,040,000 bats over industrial cities of western Japan. A series of tests, including including one accident that caused serious damage to a New Mexico Air Force base, showed that the weapon was extremely effective. After this incident, the project was reassigned to the Navy in August of 1943, who renamed it to Project X-Ray and then passed it to the Marine Corps that December. Uh, two things. Project X-Ray is an incredible code name. And mm -hmm. I like how, like, wow, well, we don't want it anymore. You take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also like that they put it into the sea because, like, they just kept setting fire to everything. So, like, oh, send this project to the ocean. That's the way to hmm. deal with it. I think the Navy works on land, too. Nope. 
The Marines carried out a large-scale test. Reports afterwards said that Project X-Ray was capable of causing up to 10 times the number of fires as a traditional weapon. More tests were scheduled for the summer of 1944, but the program was cancelled when it appeared that it would not be combat-ready until mid-1945. At the time, an estimated $2 million had been spent on the project. That's almost $28 million in today's dollars. That's a lot of bats, Stephen. It's a lot of bats. I imagine most of that went to the uh, Air Force Base they burned down. <laughs> it is thought that the development of the bat bomb was moving too slowly and was overtaken in the race for a quick end to the war by the atomic bomb project. Adams, the bomb... Adams, the bat bomb's inventor, lobbied to keep the project moving forward as opposed to the use of atomic weapons. He is quoted as having said, Think of thousands of fires breaking out simultaneously all over a city of 40 miles in diameter for every bomb dropped. Japan could have been devastated, yet with a small loss of life. I mean, okay, that, that, that is a point. It's all terrible. Do you think that this guy just hated bats? I don't know. I, I, my in my head cannon, he the laughing gas at the dentist office, you know, got knocked over. He got trapped, maybe, and in a haze, came up with this idea. Stephen, I think I need to lie down, and that's good because today's episode is brought to you by Casper. They are the company focused on sleep, who spent thousands of hours developing their own mattress that relieves pressure and increases airflow. Casper combine a springy comfort layer and proprietary foam to give you just the right sink and just the right bounce. All their mattresses are at great prices and they are designed and developed in the USA. With an average rating of online and with an average rating online of 4.8 stars with 30,000 reviews, you know it's going to be good. Buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. They offer free delivery and returns to the US, Canada, and the UK with a 100-night home trial. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. You can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash ungenius and using the code ungenius at checkout terms and conditions apply. Thank you to Casper for supporting Ungenius and Relay FM. So while we're down this terrible road, let's talk a little bit more about unusual weapons involving animals. Do we have to? Well, someone's got to do it. Okay, well, then let's talk about Project Pigeon, a World War II program to develop a pigeon-guided bomb. What? Yeah, this isn't even the way (laughs) you would expect it to be. We're not strapping bomb backpacks to pigeons. The plan was to train these pigeons to keep bombs that were already in the air on track. The guidance system consisted of three lenses mounted in the nose of the vehicle, which projected an image of the target onto a screen mounted in a small compartment inside the nose cone. The screen was mounted on pivots and fitted with sensors that measured any angular movement of the weapon. One to three pigeons were trained to recognize each target and obviously placed inside of the projectiles. They were stationed in front of a screen, and then when they saw the target, they would peck at the screen with their beaks, guiding the missile to the destination <laughs> it's adorable as long as the target remained in the center of the screen the screen would not move but if the bomb began to go off track the image would move towards the edge of the screen the pigeons would then follow the image pecking at it which would move the screen onto its pivots the sensors would detect the movement and send signals to the control surfaces which would steer the bomb in the direction the screen had moved <laughs> seems seems uh foolproof really 
Yes, indeed. The National Defense Research Committee saw the idea to use pigeons in glide bombs as very eccentric and impractical, but still contributed $25,000 to the research. B.F. Skinner, the American behaviorist behind the project, enjoyed some success in training birds of a simple reward punishment mechanism. I'd imagine this was taken somewhat less seriously than bad bombs. You would be right. When it was cancelled in 1944, the military made a fantastic comment. They said, Further prosecution of this project would seriously delay others, which in the minds of the division have more immediate promise of combat application. That's the sickest of government burns ever uttered. Today, Stephen, I have learned that the, Amer- that the American military is full of harebrained schemes. Well, not so fast, my British friend. The explosive rat was a weapon developed by your country's special mm-hmm. operations executive in World War II for use against Germany. Uh-oh. Rat carcasses were filled with plastic explosives and were to be distributed near German boiler rooms, where it was expected they would have been disposed of by burning, with, as you would imagine, the subsequent explosion having a chance of causing a boiler explosion and fires and death. Well, you learn something new every day, I guess. I had to break this to you, but the explosive rats never saw use, as the very first shipment was intercepted by the Germans. Hmm. I'd say that's a bummer, like, but I'm not sure that's the right word. I guess congratulate the Germans on their sneakiness? I don't know. I guess. So, clearly all this is terrible. War is the worst. You should not use animals for anything no. like this. We disapprove no. of every single thing we've read today. Yep. Never use animals to do your war time bidding. Mm-mm. You should not read any links about this, but if you decide to, you can find them at relay.fm slash ingenious slash 30. You can get in touch with us there or on Twitter. The show is at Ungenius. Mike is there as I-M-Y-K-E. And you can find me at I-S-M-H. And uh, we should tease next episode. We are going to be together for the first time doing this show. Yeah, you're going to be in Memphis. So we're going to do a show together. So we're looking for uh, fun, fun topics for that. So I think it should be an episode about friendship. Wow. Well, we'll see. I feel like that might be a boring Wikipedia article. We'll we'll find out. That would be sad. We'll find out together. Well, until our next friendship, Mike, say goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Adios.